0: Oh shit. Here we go again. What's up, ballers? We're back. Episode 13, lucky number 13. Um, we got kind of the final regular season event for the PJ Tour this week um, as we kind of head into the playoffs. We got some guys fighting for their lives. A, a big, um, big weekend golf-wise in terms of uh, some uh, impressive young players, and and um, yeah, I mean, I'm just ready to go, ready to
1: chat it up.
2: So, uh, who do I have here with me this week?
1: Well, how the hell are you guys? Dougie's here.
2: Yeah, uh, Vince is here too. Feeling a little bit better, so hopefully, you can get a little bit more out of me. Let's get it. Yeah, you don't, you don't you sound like shit anymore. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling a little better.
0: So, um, yeah, a little, little weekend recap. Uh, wait, well, first of all, did you guys get any golf
2: in this weekend?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, let's
2: hear a little bit about that.
1: Uh, Benny, you want to talk about Friday's round, what you thought?
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. We played uh, we played Tour 18 in Humble, Texas. Um, replica course, and we talked about it briefly. So, it's a all American, you know, uh, U.S. championship, U.S. amateur, holes like Inverness uh oak tree you know, three holes from augusta uh just not all around it was good track it was in good shape so that's the thing with the that area is that either it could be extremely firm and dried out or uh, they get it into good shape for a few months a year and it, it turns into a pretty decent track so uh played decent shot 89 actually uh, that was kind of shitty uh, i think about it um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, really, you, when you say it that way, yeah, no, no, that was your, yeah it
1: was it wasn't bad. as bad as Tom,
2: it was not as bad as Tom, but I think most of my woes have come from putting over the last few weeks. So, uh, get those straightened out as straight as my driver, will be good.
1: Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought the course was actually in great shape, probably the best shape I've ever seen it in. Um, fairways were lush, the greens were, were pretty quick, um, and um uh, I really didn't like see too many problems with it with the course itself. I thought it was really really good. Um as Vinny said, you know, 18 is the best. Well, supposedly the best holes. Um it's funny now cuz we played Dural when we went down for the Ryder Cup and Doral is their 18 is their finishing hole. And it looks I mean same similar structure but the hole is completely different. So it was just kind of funny playing that uh compared to when we played the actual course a couple couple months ago. Um yeah, I mean I think um I think I shot five over, Patty shot maybe nine or ten over. Tom shot a million. Uh he's continuing his his uh his bad streak of golf here. Uh, he's actually taking this, this coming weekend off to reflect.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, he played, we so we'll recap here. Sunday he found a glimmer of hope, you know, it's like when you're playing so bad and you go out there and you make a few birdies and you're like, Yep, I can do that. That's this. true. So we'll get there.
1: Yeah, so Friday he played absolutely horrible. I think he shot 97, maybe 98. Um, was was not good. Um, lost about a dozen golf balls, maybe more. He he actually quit on the 17th hole. Um, he had his tee t- shot dead right and was by kind of behind a tree, and Patty was driving their cart and uh, parked, like, right in front of him. <laughs> and Tom tried to hit a shot and scold it right into the cart and then just, just quit, so... Um but all in all, of course itself was great. Um We got to round in, in about four hours and 10 minutes. So we got done right, right at dusk, dawn, whatever, what is it? Dusk? Or, what's it's talking? dusk. Yeah. Dusk, <laughs> right at dusk. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, all in all is good. And then, uh, um, I guess I'll talk about Sunday a little bit. So we, last second, Saturday afternoon, Benny said, Hey, Doug, you want to play 6 a.m. around tomorrow morning, a wildcat? I said, yeah, sure. And, uh, <clears throat> texted Tom texted Chris and got them they got the Tom said "Ah, fuck it I'm an auburn fan we're used to disappointment and uh, went out there and, and played with us in the morning and uh, I think everybody played okay on the front nine course, course conditions we played the lakes are, are fantastic um, gearing up for the uh, match play championship which is in four weeks now I think maybe three weeks, three so, weeks. Three so three weeks so the courses yeah so the course mm-hmm. is coming around looks great uh, back nine. Um, everybody kind of had a slow start and then kind of finished pretty hot. Tom was one of those. He had had an, he had played terrible, was ready to quick off. I was riding with him. He was like, I'm putting, I'm throwing my clubs in the lake. This is it for me. And then he finished birdie, birdie, birdie. So, uh, that'll bring you that, back. That, exactly. That's going to bring him back. The kids ready to play. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's that's really all I had. It's, you know, the local course. It's uh, it's always good. We had a good time playing out there. I think I shot uh, birdied 16 to shoot 79. <clears throat> um, and actually, I think we finished 79, 80,
2: 81. Yep, that's right. Ooh.
1: So, uh, and then Chris shot 92. I don't know what he shot. But, yeah, so ended up being closer than it, than I think everybody thought it would be. Um, but all in all, good, Dave. Any, any, any other comments you want to add?
2: I feel like it should have been a 77. It was like felt really good, and felt uh, like a jackass. So
1: yeah, you did not putt very well. Nope. Yeah.
2: Another day in the life. So,
1: <clears throat> Jakey, what you got?
0: Yeah, I played um, played Saturday, and I like I, I just didn't hit it really good at all. I was hitting it kind of weak and off to the right a lot. And I, I gotta tell you, I held the round together, so I was, like, walking off of uh, the ninth hole shooting basically the same number I shoot on the front nine every week. I was, like, three or four over. I had chipped in on back-to-back holes for par, so I chipped in on two from over the green, and I chipped in on three, so a par, a par three where I basically, I, I had a really tough pitch, I pitched it over the green, and I chipped it in on the first one, and then I missed the green um, and chipped it in on three. I kind of held my round together on the front. Then I went to the back, and I just made a bunch of just super weak bogeys. So I stayed after the round and kind of like went to the range, went to the putting green. I've been missing a lot of putts right, so I've trying some new stuff with like uh, alignment, trying to get aligned a little bit differently. Then I played today um, at a course that I really wanted to play when Vince was here, but we got the call to go play at Marion. So – I didn't um we didn't go over to to this place so i went to jeffersonville which is a, a donald ross public course um like near norristown pennsylvania and it was a little scruffy but it was actually really cool really really sick little track and um i striped it all freaking day long and i was putting my ass off and then i made triple on the last to shoot 80 so kind of a bitter pill yikes um, it was like the round was really long. I I will say this, this is not making excuses, but I get frustrated when I feel like it's getting extremely long and it was extremely long at that point. Like I had waited for pretty long time on every tee box from about the 13th hole on. So we're on our last hole, which was actually the 18th or the eighth hole today. They had to reroute the course because of uh, an outing that was coming in. And, um, it's like a downhill par three with a creek fronting the green, and I stood on this tee box. It was like downwind, <laughs> two hundred and five yards probably. I think it was playing, and I stood on this tee box for like what felt like forever. It was like ten minutes probably waiting for this group to get cleared. So uh, yeah, then I ch- I chunked it. I took less club like an idiot. Chunked it. Um, it got. I mean, it was almost. It, it hit on the bank on the other side and then rolled back into the water. Made triple. And uh, yeah, I was I was pretty frustrated with that, but overall, I was you know I was pretty happy. The course was really freaking cool and cheap. It was like thirty bucks. It was, it was sick.
1: It was good. Did you did you play by yourself or?
0: No, no, I I, uh, I was out there with uh, with Kim. I think you got you know Kim. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, so okay. he's a, he's doing some electrical work in my house. And did he start
1: out birdie 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 and then?
0: No. No, he kind of, he kind of, he, he started, he had, he made a couple early pars and then he went like triple double.
1: Always. We the guy there. is a sneaky starter. He
0: he is, he does start strong, but you know what? This is the other thing. We got there and we we're like, oh, like, we just drove an hour. Let's go hit some balls. We're like, yeah, we don't have a range. We're like, oh, okay, well, let's go chip some balls. Like, yeah, we don't have a putting green or a chipping <laughs> green. We have like this little putting green. So like we go to the first tee, which today was the, they had a starting on, nine so you were starting on nine then you go to 10 so you like it's weird but the ninth hole was like an uphill i played the tips all day that place tipped out was actually pretty deep it was like 66 ish and uh it was like an up (laughs) well you know what i mean deep for like a regular course yes um and it was like an uphill uh dog leg right with trouble on the right and you couldn't go over the green so that was like your opening hole was like you had to just absolutely rip two shots in there. I think it was like a four hundred some yard par four. So yeah, oh. but it was it was it was cool though. I mean, honestly, it was for the value. I would go back there any day of the week. It was really good. Pace of play sucked ass, but the value was was really really good.
2: I, I, we we talked about Tory eighteen playing in just over four hours. I felt like it could have been so much faster. We waited a ton.
1: Dude. I mean, it was, was partly twilight, and there's a bunch of yeah. people playing because it was only like thirty bucks or whatever. So.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, I don't want to, this wasn't an our topic to talk about, but I I think it's like one of these things, like, public golf is always going to be slower, and this is not a knock on anyone that plays public golf, but I think that there needs to be some education. Like, the group that was holding us up today was, it was two groups. It was a group of four older guys who were just kind of hacking it up, and they were you know, they weren't ready when it was their turn. They were they were driving to one ball and then driving to the other. Nobody was getting out of the carts. So it was like a whole thing. And then behind them was a twosome of kids, like you know, teenagers, who just had no absolutely no urgency. I mean, none at all. Like they would wait for the basically the hole to clear to play their next shot. Um, so they were always a shot behind. So you got a slow group and then a group that doesn't understand what the pacing should look like. And I mean, our round was, you know, almost five hours, which is just fucking wow. crazy. Yeah, that's tough. Man. Yeah. So, so.
2: so golf. Like, that's why I like. Not only do I like getting up to play that 6 a.m. round because it's cooler in Texas. I don't want to get them fried. But the pace is so much better. We played a foursome in three hours and five minutes Sunday morning.
0: Yeah. Like, people ask me, like, why I, I have a membership at a club if I could, you know, because there are some cheaper, like, public options where you can buy, like, packs of rounds. And I always tell them like it's honestly the pace. Like I can leave my wife at you know ten thirty and be home by three ish. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool compared to being out there forever. Yeah. And
2: both courses at Wildcat they're rated uh they're rated at four hours and twenty five minutes. So for them to be rated that way, and then you can go out there and play in three hours if you chose to, it just says so much about what everybody else is doing on the course
0: yeah it says that it basically to me is all about like you you need to people need to be more educated on how they can play faster because a lot of times i don't think it's people intentionally playing slow i think it's people like legitimately like sitting in a cart waiting to drive to their ball or you know uh, um, not reading their putt when other people are doing other things or whatever like if if you're constantly in your game and you're constantly getting prepared for your next shot the pace is always going to be uh, correct if you're like farting around or you're on your phone or whatever uh, you know that that's a that's a massive problem or like i said with those kids today they just had you know they were on the t-box and they're waiting for a group the other group to get to the green to hit their t-ball but that other group is you know in the fairway 315 yards up like you couldn't hit them if you tried so um, yeah, that's sure. just my little rant on that. I, I just, that was
2: something I thought about a lot today out there. So that's something all right. You think about and talk about all the time. Dougie, anything to add, or yeah, do you want to take yeah. us into, into the Samurai's weekend?
1: No, let's, uh, let's move into the Samurai's weekend. So, uh, <clears throat> so the Barracuda championship was, uh, this weekend off week event, basically, or a hand in hand event with the world golf championship that was played, uh, in Memphis <clears throat> at Jake's favorite golf course uh tpc southwind so uh we'll talk about that in a minute but basically the guys that aren't in the top i think 64 uh in the world golf rankings uh played in the barracuda championship was which was out in reno it's a stableford <clears throat> event and for those of you that don't know what that is is basically uh whatever you score on the whole is worth the amount of points so double eagles worth eight points eagles worth five birdie two Par zero, bogey, negative one, and then double bogey or worse is a negative two. So uh, kind of an interesting event, different uh, scoring, uh, fun for the fans. I actually enjoyed it. I watched, uh, I think, more of that championship than I did of the World Golf Championship. I did too. Um, And I I really liked it. It's kind of like the uh, the team event they do down in New Orleans. Uh, Just, you know, different from a viewing aspect. Um, You know, you could play – you could literally play like shit and still like make some money. So um, Colin Morikawa won it. Uh, rookie who came on the scene with Hovland and Matt Wolf, We've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks. Uh, was in the mix a little bit um, after the first round and then had a low scoring second round that kind of dropped him out a little bit, but then scored 13 points on on Saturday and 14 points on Sunday to win it. Um, and actually had a crazy back nine. I think he only had like five points going into the turn and then made like a bunch of birdies, uh, and Eagles on the back nine, um, and beat Troy Merritt by three points. Uh, Troy actually had uh, a look he had he was about a, probably about 20 foot chip on 18, uh, to win the tournament, missed it. Um, and Colin got his first, uh, first win on the PGA tour. So it's taken him, I think five starts. He got his first win. He had already uh, secured his tour card. I know we had spoken about that prior. Um, Jake, I know you're really high on this guy. What you, do you think? Do you think that's, um, you know, obviously he's been playing well, but do you think that, like, winning at an event like that is still basically a PGA Tour win, you think? Or is that, you know, you look at it lesser because it's not really, he didn't win the World Golf Championship?
0: Yeah. Um- Well, I I, look. I don't look at it lesser. I think first of all, I think Stapleford's cool format too. I think that event is really fun, and it's kind of everybody that I hear talk about. It's kind of like this old school kind of like old tour party vibe, and everybody's having a good time. And kind of the end of the season, it's an alternate field, you know, the whole thing. To me, um, you know, Morikawa's stats really tell you how good he is. I mean, I think if this was a stroke play event somewhere else he still would have been in the mix. I mean, he's made seven of eight cuts. He has, like, I think three top tens and a win. So, like, I mean, that alone should tell you something. And I forget who it was. I saw it on Twitter this week. It was another player. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I forget. But it, it might have been Billy Horschel. I feel like that's who I read about. I forget who it was. basically said that, you know, this kid is – he's going he's gonna to be on – leaderboards and he's going to be making cuts and making money. He's going to be like a human ATM basically on tour because unlike, you know, Matt, Matt Wolf is a freak obviously. And, but we've seen it with, with freak talents before where they can be erratic, right? It's like, they're either, you know, going hundred miles an hour and they're making a ton of birdies and, and they're trying to blow away the field or they're struggling a little bit and they might miss a cut here or there. And basically, the idea, I think, with Colin Morcao is he's just a ball-striking machine, he's only going to get more polished, and he's just going to keep on cashing checks all the time. That doesn't necessarily mean that going to be wins all the time, but um, I, I, me personally, I think he's clearly the most polished right now. I don't think he's the highest ceiling guy of this group, and this group is ridiculously good, but I think that he is the... Most ready to go right now, and it shows. I think he could grind out there right now, all the time, no problem. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm all about this kid. I, I'm so excited to watch what his career is going to be.
2: Denny I, I did go ahead and take a look at some of the stats, Jake. I think I found what you were talking about, um, stat-wise, uh, from Sean Martin, PGA Tour analyst. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, yeah maybe, so want me know. to run through him real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Scoring average, 69.7. First. Green's hit 71.4, first. Birdies per round, 4.9, first. <laughs> shots, yeah. shots to green approach, uh, plus 1.42, ranked first. <laughs> shots, shots total, 2.29, ranked second. Shots putting, what, plus 0. 0.19, ranked
0: 100th. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was so. the other stat that I read, was exactly that. His strokes gained putting for yeah. his, his run right now. Is only like it's less than a full shot. It's like plus point seven or zero seven or something like that.
2: Nice. So in other
0: words, yeah, he's he's not even really putting all that well. And he's had. I mean, he almost won at the three M. He won this. I mean, we've just you know we've seen him, we've seen him uh, sort of in a couple of positions to to do big things. So
2: is yeah, I don't be know. Like your boy Chucky three stakes
0: yeah that was one of the comparisons I thought of. but probably I think he'll win more. but um, yeah, for sure. yeah. but I think that it's kind of he'll be more of that mold. i I do think that. He'll be like this guy who's just there forever. you know what what did you think, Doug? I mean, it was uh, impressive for him to track him down on the back nine too.
1: oh, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, I so I got in from I was doing some stuff with my dad, and I watched like the last ten holes with him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome to watch cause he was, you know, five, six, seven points back to make the, the turn. And then he just rattled off. Um, let me see, I got a scorecard bullet here. So he made birdie on 10 birdie on 14 and then he birdied 16, 17, 18 to get in. Uh, so he picked up, uh, eight points on the back nine to win the tournament. Uh, and it was great. it was actually like a little bit of a ham and egg because, at one point, uh, I think Colin made Birdie on 14 to take a one point lead, and then Troy made Birdie on 15 to take the one point lead back. Mm-hmm. And then Miracala did another one on 16, and then Merritt on 17. Uh, and then Miracala ended up making Birdie on 17 and 18 to take a three point lead there and put a little bit more pressure on Merritt. Um, and actually, I thought Merritt hit a bad shot because he only had like 220 in. It was not on, a good shot. On 18, and he came up, you know, 15 yards short. So. Um, you know, yeah, not a good, not a good shot from Merritt there. Although finishing second, he still got like 200 FedEx cup points and secured his, his spot basically in the playoffs. So, um, I know I'm sure he would have rather had the the bigger check, but, um, having, you know, full status for next year, I'm sure is just as important to those guys, but great for great for Murakawa. I agree. I, I was laughing when he won. And I was saying to myself, well, this will be the last time we see him in a, in a non-World Golf Championship event the week that there yeah. is one. So, um, yeah, Have it's
0: – Troy Merrick shirt. How bad was Troy Merrick's shirt? Yeah,
1: he, uh, yeah it, was, it was pretty bad.
0: It's like one uh, of the most heinous shirts I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> and you're the style guy, so I'm pretty surprised you were saying that. Oh, my
0: God, dude. I was just watching. He looked like he um, – he, like went to like home depot at like to the color samples and they just like pasted a bunch <laughs> of the same shades like on his shirt and we're like all right Troy, you're good to go bud like get out there
1: fucking terrible i agree i think uh but yeah i mean uh it was inter- a, pr- a pretty decent field i mean a lot, a lot of the guys obviously it's you know still a, re- a lot of really good players because it's the guys ranked 65 and higher and there's a lot of really really good players in that yeah that that field um but, yeah, I mean, good to see this young field, I agree, is crazy. It w- I wouldn't be surprised if Hovland won this week uh, at the Wyndham and, and secured all three of them getting a win on their their first season, half season as rookies. Um, but, yeah, all in all, great event. I liked the Stableford. Um, I actually enjoyed it more than the World Golf Championship. But uh, you guys have any, anything else on that, or do you want to jump over to the WGC?
0: No, let's talk uh... – Let's talk WGC. I don't think there's really all that much to say. No, there's not, I don't, and I
1: don't want to spend too much time on it. I don't think, but yeah, not do uh, Brooks
0: apparently either. <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, exactly. So that was really the only thing I wanted to talk about. I think he. Everybody was freaking out. Uh, I watched, you know, a little bit of the pre coverage, which is absolute garbage on NBC because yeah. they they don't show any golf. They just talk. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't give a shit about what your opinion is. I'd like to see some of these guys that aren't in the final five groups play some golf until Brooks tees off, and they show like one shot here and there. And it's like yeah. when some guy chips in. So exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Brooks teed off at 2:10 local time, and uh, showed up 30 minutes before his tee time. Hit uh, hit balls for about seven minutes, went to the putting green, and then walked out on the tee and shot 65. <laughs> And won the tournament by three. Uh, everybody was freaking out. And the whole broadcast was like, man, are you guys getting worried? Brooks isn't here. Brooks isn't here. But I think that he's already showed that that's what he does. He doesn't give a shit. He gets loose um, where he is prior. I think he said in the press conference, listen, guys, I've played three rounds already this week. My body's tired. I'd rather stretch. I'd rather lift. I'd rather have some more time in the hotel before I come out here and and dominate the golf course. Um pretty funny that it's only a seventh win he's got four majors um but yeah i mean you know the field is awesome right the course i agree jake is not that great it's okay yeah um, fine. It's, it's pretty pretty cookie cutter but um and, and you know out of the top 64 players everybody was pretty much there except for shane lowry who won last week um at the open so we'll allow him and then my boy tiger who's a pussy and doesn't want to play golf anymore <laughs> um didn't play so I think everyone else played it was a good field my I think my biggest concern is is not really Brooks Brooks you know obviously he's the most dominant player in the world right now is really Rory and like Rory's had some a couple leads here this year I know he won at the Canadian and he won earlier in the year but like two events there that had a terrible field and he's had a couple leads now in the last you know probably eight events where there was a decent field or a good field and he hasn't been able to close or shot over par in the final round. Um, So I think that that's really my takeaway from this tournament is, is I'm really kind of concerned for Rory is, man, maybe he's, he's just losing a little bit of that edge or he's trying to push too hard because DJ and some of those other guys are are flying high right now. Well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, first of all, we can't forget that
0: he won the players. So yes, he won the, he won the the Canadian open and, and he won it in, like, kind of classic Rory fashion, which is, like, you know, he's up John to a million. 61.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, but he did win the players. So, like, it's hard because I think our perspectives for a lot of players, like, if... if let's just, let's just hypothetically, let's just fuck around for a second, say that that was Ricky Fowler's year, that he won the Canadian Open, he won the players, and he contended at a WGC. We'd be like... That's not a bad year for Ricky. Like he didn't get a major, but he had a pretty good year. But for Rory, we look at it and we go like, what's wrong with Rory? He missed the cut at home. He didn't really show any signs of anything like at Augusta after, you know, being in the final group the year before. um, He didn't make any noise in any of the majors and he coughs up uh, a WGC. Like he literally just like shits a brick, you know, as Brooks just, you know, races by him on Sunday. And, First of all, I don't think that you're wrong. I think that there there is something to be said. Rory, clearly in bigger events, he has problems closing that he didn't have four years ago. But um, I, I don't know how that gets solved. I think that a lot of Rory's wins, i said this before because I, I like Rory a lot, but I think that if you look at his major wins, he won them in a certain fashion. And not all of them, but a lot of them. And, and that doesn't always, um, that, that's, that's the exception. That's not the rule. You don't usually have a guy like what he did at uh, congressional, um, right. You know, it doesn't usually go that way. So I think that's the tough thing for Rory. He's got to learn how to win these nail biters, um, a lot, uh, you know, a lot more for us to change our, our view of him, I think.
1: I agree. Vinny, you have any, any thoughts on WGC?
2: No, I'm just going to say like <laughs> I think I know that Brooks Brooks didn't just show up, you know, 30 minutes before his tea time because he was, you know, behind or running late. Like he plays a unique game of mental warfare. Yep. Right? Oh, for sure.
1: I I think it was good. He said in his presser, I don't know if it was this week or, you know, one of the conferences from a couple weeks ago, he just said, "Guys, I've been swinging a golf club since I was five and I've been swinging it the same way. I don't need to go hit range balls and work on my swing. I'm not Smiley Kaufman. I'm not a terrible tour player. I'm the best player in the world and I'm swinging it the same way I've been doing it my whole life. I don't, I, if I need to hit three balls, I hit three balls and then I'm ready to go. So like his confidence, his swagger is unbelievable right now. I love it. Um, I think it's great for the game. Um, hopefully everyone else catches up. I think, you know, the newer players coming on tour are, they're all playing faster, because of these guys, uh, which I think is helping everything else out. Um, I will say one other thing, though, and I, and Jake, we talked about this via text, is I think because it, obviously WGC is, is fun to watch because it's just the, the field it has, but the schedule, because it's a week after the major this year, was kind yeah. of a letdown and like, oh, shit, okay, another big event this week. Oh, okay. But like, and, and I know we talked about it a little bit. there. The new schedule came out th- this week for next season, um, they moved it in between two of the majors, so it's not the week after the Open, um, which, you know, I think might help a little bit. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a letdown that it was straight from the Open. Everybody's flying from Europe to play here in Memphis. Um, and then the season's ending, really, and the playoffs are starting. So um, just kind of a little bit of an interesting twist there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've really – my only my last, like, sort of thoughts on the WGC, I just wish they would do something different, honestly. Like the Mexico event is really, really fun because that course is really crazy. And those guys, you know, it's all, it always seems to be this crazy finish, right? Good. Check that event off as an event that I like. I love watching that Mexico WGC. The match play, match play is my favorite format. We only have one match play event. Check that event off. I, I think that event is great. The other two are kind of cheeks, to be honest with you. Like the China event stinks, and then this event is essentially a regular season event that's been converted. And, and you can't blame, you know, the St. Jude or Memphis or TPC Southwind or whatever for, like, become like being given the status of the WGC. But to me, it just it feels like another week with a really, really right. good field. But it feels like it's in a bad time of the year for it. And, you know, it, it, uh, to me, they could just vary this up. Like we could go play in another country we could go play a different – another match play, a different format. What, whatever you want to do, I think you could do to dress up the WGCs because right. right now you have, you have two really good ones. You have two really bad ones. You have nothing in the middle.
1: So, I agree. All right. Um, so uh, moving on, yeah. moving on okay. w, from the WGC, uh, Wyndham Championship this week is the final tournament of the regular season.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: played at Sedgefield Country Club, a place that they've been playing for – a long time uh so it's not like anybody's shocked to anybody's system that it's the last field the last event of the season uh, there's 156 people in the field and not and there's some of them that actually may never plan a PJ tour event ever again so uh the way the fedex cup works for those of you that don't know there's 125 people the top 125 in the fedex cup rankings make the playoffs they're guaranteed status next year. Um, it's actually not full status for the people that finish like 125 to 70. They get to play in uh, about half of the events. For people that don't know that, only the people that finish in the top 30 can play in every event um, and kind of choose their schedule. Uh, or unless you're Tiger and you've won over 25 events and you can play in whatever the hell you want to play in. Um, so, interesting dynamic. Uh, I, I, I'll let Vinny and and Jake. I'll let you guys talk about the power rankings. The one thing I wanted to talk about was I pulled up the top 125 for the FedEx Cup. So Alex Noren is actually 125 right now, mm-hmm. with 363 points. Then there is uh, seven other players that are within 11 points of 125, uh, which is Austin Cook, Richie Wernowski. No, no idea who that is. Rowinski. R- R- <laughs> right there, there you go. Uh, Martin Trainer, Patton Kazire, who won like three times last year. Uh, Peter Uline, Daniel, and then Daniel Berger and Andrew Landry. So like a lot of, a lot of talent there. Jason Duffner's down at 136. He's you know 40 points back. Bill Haas is down there. Bo Hostler, Martin Keimer, a lot of guys. Go to uh, go to
0: number 152 real quick.
1: Number 152 is Doug's look-alike, Mr. Zach Johnson. <laughs>
0: Can you believe that? Zach Johnson and number 155 Jimmy Walker outside the top 125.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, wow. That so, is crazy. And and there are, you know, two two 270 points where they're, you know, 90 points back. So they need to finish in the top four or five, uh, you know, to make it. Because I think first place is 500 points, second place is 300. And then it drops off pretty drastically and pretty quickly after that. So, um you know they're going to need need some things to happen there, but it's always interesting to watch the you know the blue or the blue the green and red squares next to their name as the cut comes closer and closer on Friday afternoon, and then as Sunday's final final round happens, um, a lot of exciting things there. But a, a pretty decent field actually. But you know I'll let you guys you guys want to walk through the power rankings, what your thoughts are on the event.
2: Yeah, I'll drop, I'll drop the top ten. I won't go through the no. long list. Uh, number one, I think the fan favorite everywhere I'm looking, it's Webb Simpson. Got six top sixes or top tens out there in the last um, in the last ten. Then Hideki, Patrick Reed, Morikawa, Sneds, the man, uh, Mr. Paul Casey, Spieth, Cameron Smith, Billy Horschel, and Victor Hovland. So, so two of the rookies in the top ten.
1: Okay. I like it, Jake. What are your thoughts on the event?
0: yeah i think it's a it's a great event for the hardcore golf fan to watch these guys like battling for their card and some guys that you like almost you know forgot about or didn't realize how much they were struggling and and that's kind of crazy too you know like you, you mentioned you know duffner and we we know that he's like really struggled with the putter but that's like a former major winner zach johnson former major winner jimmy walker former major winner like bill haas he won the fedex cup with that crazy shot out of the water like all these guys are sort of still fighting. They might have status, you know, to, to be next, uh, to be on the tour for the next year or, or more, but to not make a playoff seems, you know, kind of crazy. So I think it's right. a good event that way. And, um, you know, it's kind of the, the regular season kind of ends in a weird way. And, and the uncertainty with how this whole championship is going to play out now that they're basically handicapping it. And the fact that, Brooks won the the Wyndham Rewards Challenge like a week early, so he doesn't. It doesn't even matter, you know. So I think that there's some like stuff mixed up in this that's getting some bad press, but I think that the the really good story is, um, you know, there there are a lot of guys right there on that bubble, like you mentioned, that are are really fighting to um, to keep their card or to get into the playoffs and try to make Mm -hmm. some coin. So
1: yeah, yeah. So. Just a follow up on what Jake said there guys. So a new thing this year, the Wyndham who actually is sponsoring the event this week, they are basically paying out for the first time a regular season winner. So I know in the past, a lot of people have argued like, Oh, Bryson had this huge point lead last year. He didn't get paid out. He ended up finishing like outside the top three or four in the FedEx cup tour championship, which cost him like, like 9 million bucks or something crazy. So, um, the top 10 people in the FedEx Cup regular season are getting paid out. So Brooks is going to get $2 million bonus, more money that he doesn't need. Um, and then I think from there it like drops off. Second place is $1.5 million, And then after that, it's like a $200,000 increase to where the 10th place finisher gets 500 k And so right now that's Brooks, Rory, Kuchar, Shoffley, Woodland, Cantley, DJ, Casey, Rahm, Rose, um, and actually, it's pretty tight between Rose, Leishman, Fowler, and Simpson. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Webb's playing in the event this week, and I'm pretty sure Casey, Rom, and Rose aren't. So um, Casey's not, playing. Oh, Casey is playing. So Rom and Rose aren't, and not that they need the money, but if they get bumped out, that's a five hundred thousand uh, dollar check that they're missing out on for for not playing this week. So. It does add an interesting dynamic. I, I, I personally like the regular season championship. I think they've always should have uh um, I agree. Done I, it. think it's I think
0: for oh go ahead.
1: Oh, and I was just gonna say I think that and we've talked about this before, is at that point they should just reseed everybody with zero points that made the playoffs yeah. and good luck. Um but yeah, that's that's really all I got.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I th- I think you're you're hundred percent right. I think the end of the, having a regular season champ is it's like having a number one seed. I think that's really cool. Right. And to to pay that out is cool. It just stinks if you're imagine if you're Wyndham and you know the PGA Tour is like, hey, we're gonna have this like you're the last event of the year and we'll crown the Wyndham Rewards champion at your championship. And they're like, fuck yeah, like put our name on this shit. Here's some money. And then the guy wraps it up the week before.
1: Right. You know that's well, cool. Brooks wasn't gonna play this week anyways. I mean, I
0: like no, no, for sure, for sure. I, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that, but. Obviously, if they're going to continue to do this next year, they've got to kind of rewrite how they're going to play this out so that you know it does really get down at least, even if it's just two players, it gets down to the last week and some guys have to decide what to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just my last thought on that.
1: I like it. Um, Vinny, who are you taking this week? What are your thoughts?
2: Well, I've been looking at two people all week, and one of them is Mr. Norn, right on 125. And my other players, I think it's gonna be a big week for Joaquin Neiman. He was really hot leading into the British. Then he had a week off. He didn't play in the WGT. Um, but he was playing really well. I think he's just gonna come back and a little chip, and he's gonna go out and, and fire some really good rounds this weekend. So uh,
1: you're taking Norton. two players.
2: No, no, I'm taking <laughs> Neiman, but I think classic Norton, Vinny. I think Norin's got a really good shot too. He really does take two every time we do picks. <laughs> What's he goes, You know insights? what? I'm
0: kind of. I'm really feeling Noren. Like I called him. He's like feeling really good. His swing looks really good. But I also I had a hot dog with Neiman last week at the club, and you know, like <laughs> he said, he's feeling really good. So I think I'm just gonna take both. Like that's kind of what it is. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Jake, so who you, mean, got? you got? Who you oh, like? You want me to go? All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I I'm gonna pick this guy because. I really don't know who I feel like is going to win this event. I I haven't done a ton of research into it, but um, this dude's had a ridiculously good season, even though I fucking cannot stand him as a human being. Jordan Spieth? No, 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 no. I like Jordan. (laughs) Rory Sabatini. Wow. All right. Rory Sabatini has had an incredible year. Okay, he's had a ton of top twenties, some top tens mixed in. He was like T sixteen at Portrush, but like obviously that's so far away from the winner that you never heard about it. Um, so I think I think he's got a shot. I think he'll play. Is he good. still
1: wearing the crazy hat?
0: No, which is a bummer. I think he should go back to that. You know, that's that kind of fits him a little bit. But yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Rory Seventeen to win this week.
1: I like it. I like it. All right. Um, so I really don't have too many insights on the Wyndham Championship. Um, I am going to. Um, oh, man. I almost went with Spieth this week, but I'm going to go with Lucas Glover. Um, Ooh, I yeah, like that pick. That was love, man. Yeah, he's finished, I think, he's had six top tens here, nine, 20, top 25. So uh this season. Uh so he's had a he's had a good year. Guy who, you know, is scared of his wife when he goes out on the golf course. Um because he might get beat up. But uh yeah, I'm gonna take Lover this week. Uh he's you know securely inside the top one twenty five. Um and then as everybody knows the playoff starts next week actually. So first event the the top one twenty five are playing and then they're gonna make a cut down to the top seventy um after that and then the the tour championships the following week which will be the top 30 down at east lake in atlanta and talk about a course that is not very inspiring it's just kind of blah mm-hmm. um agreed mm-hmm. um but that's that's really all i got i i, I had a couple of notes and i know we talked about this a little bit guys i, I wanted to kind of see with the last couple minutes we got is what were what have you been your takeaways from the regular season um this year let's say like um your favorite win and and favorite moment could be the same. uh, could be different. What, what, are, what are you guys thinking?
2: Mm. You want me to go, Jake? Because I know mine right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead if, you, if you're ready. I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna I am gonna think a second. Go my ahead.
2: favorite moment of the year was Wolf draining that Eagle putt to win on 18. I think it's it's like it. been such a good year for rookies. Um, there's tons of power. Yeah, there's uh, Not only are there tons of good rookies, but there are tons of different kinds of rookies. You have Morikawa, who's just a ball striker. Hey, like, I feel like he can put a ball on a string anywhere he wants, and then you have Wolf, who's just the new power of the PGA, and hey, just guys getting it done such a different way. I that's like been my favorite part of the year all year. Okay, I guess you can say since they came on tour. I yeah. like it.
0: <clears throat> so I think that um, I mean, look, Tiger winning the Masters. It's I mean, I think it, to me, it's just incredible. It's an incredible feat. There's there's nothing like it. I mean, to me, it just blows sort of everything out of the water. Um, if it's his last major win, it's it's to me, it's incredibly sweet. It redeemed him to me as a character. Um, I know that like some people don't have a problem with the things like that the Tigers done. They can like kind of look past it i'm not particularly that way i always sort of looked at tiger as a villain even though he did like really great things for the game and i i loved that but i always looked at his personality as that of kind of a villain but um i i really wanted him to win in that moment and like to see him come off the green and you know hug his kids and be celebrating like that i thought that that was incredible and to to me that was that's like the biggest story of the year and Mm -hmm. i also kind of think that in some ways I hope that that's the last time that tiger is the biggest story. Cause I think it's time. I think golf has to figure out a way to move on and I don't know when that's going to happen, but I really do think it has to happen soon for the sake of, of golf. Um, I, and I don't know, you know, I know people are going to be polarized by that, but I, I do believe that my favorite moment though, the thing that I like enjoyed and still sometimes will go back and watch was Zach Johnson accidentally, hitting that ball on his practice swing and then hitting the T marker on 13 at Augusta. (laughs) Like I have that saved in my phone. And when I need like a good laugh, like I just pull that up. Cause that that's just freaking hilarious to me. I
1: love it. I love it. Um, so for me, you know, obviously I would like to say best moment, best win tiger. Um, I, I agree. I think it transcends the game. It's probably the one of the it, top two comeback of all time in sports. Uh, whether we'll see it again or not, I don't know. I'm starting to think no, finally. Um, but uh, I don't know. But my So my favorite moment was actually, and not that it was Rory winning the players, but it was that Jim Furyk shot this low, crazy round, made a birdie on yeah. 18. Uh, and then Rory you know, close it out strong to beat him in the players championship for would have been the oldest guy ever to win it, um, at 50 plus. So, which was awesome. Um, I thought it was just a great moment for golf. Um, my favorite win is tough as well. I, I I have two, I'm going to pull a Vinny here. Um, but one of them was in the fall. So it's kind of like a, a different, so, um, My one in the fall was actually Cameron Champ, who's fallen off the complete map, um, winning in his first start as a pro at Sanderson Farms back in October because I think everybody was kind of thinking the same thing about Wolf Murakawa and those guys as Champ, is this dude is just a bomber. He's a really good player. Uh, He's going to win a ton, and he's really fallen off. So I think interesting dynamic there to watch out for next year because obviously he's got full status now that he had a win. Um, and then my, my win in the or this year is I'm going to go actually with, uh, with last week's winner with Shane Lowry. Um, I think that that was just great, uh, for, for not only for Shane, but also for where the, where the open was in his home home country, yeah. the atmosphere, uh, you know, how he won it. Um, I thought that that was just like my favorite moment uh, of the golf season or win, uh, in the, in the 2019 calendar. Um, I'm looking forward to the playoffs though. I think it's going to be exciting. What, uh, if you guys, another, another throw out here that you're not prepared for, if you had to pick somebody who's in the top 10 right now to win the FedEx cup, you're probably all going to say Brooks, but who, who do you think it is? Um,
0: I'm not going to, I'm not even going to take a guess. Cause I really, I, I mean, I just want to see how this thing plays out because you, you guys both know how much I hate this idea of, yeah. of, of like. I just I hate it. I feel like they're gonna do it. It's gonna be total shit. It's gonna be horrible. Backtrack yeah. it, yeah. And and I just don't know why, Like this is such a bad choice. I think so. I am going to actually abstain in protest. I'm gonna say I am not going to <laughs> Oh, okay. it.
1: Benny,
2: ah, uh, I don't know who who can take down Brooks right now. I think uh, Rom pieces four good rounds together. Uh, maybe he wants to come to the pressures of playing with Brooks. But other than that, I think a lot of people are going to crumble. So
0: that would actually be—I would definitely tune in if the final pairing was Brooks and Rom for like whatever it is, 15 mil or whatever, because Rom runs so hot, and I'm like, I can just imagine Brooks just like fucking with him all day long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: It would be be entertaining TV for sure. Oh my God.
0: Just to watch like little things like, you know, Brooks turning his back or walking off a green or like hitting a ball into the stratosphere and not just picking up the tee before, you know, anything else happens. And and I know like he probably does that all the time, but I could totally see Rom being irked by that. Even if it wasn't directed at him, he would just get so pissed off by it. So, yeah, yeah uh, I love. Uh,
1: so I'm actually gonna say I am gonna say Ricky Fowler is gonna win the tour championship. He's in 12th Dude, right now. Cool. Um, I think it's gonna be great for him. I'm I, I'm calling it now. He's gonna he's gonna top five next week, and then he's gonna he's gonna win the tour championship and have like a top 10 in the second event. So BMW. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I agree, Jake. The tour championship's gonna be a complete miss on the starting scoring. They'll that'll be erased quickly. Um but yeah, I mean interesting. I think this weekend is gonna be very interesting. People playing for their lot, um uh, stay inside status in the top one twenty five. Um anybody have anything else? What, what do we got planned for the weekend, guys? You JQ playing? Um no, I actually will not be playing this
0: weekend. I'm going down the shore for oh. a couple days. Um I'm gonna play I'm, I'm gonna play tomorrow um that'll pr- probably be the last time i play for a couple days
1: um yeah so that's that's about it Played how's around. the how's the lab coming on in the house
0: the lab uh we have some ceiling problems in the lab we gotta uh, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do uh we gotta do a little measuring here and there i think i think i found a solution um i think we might have a, a third potential laboratory location um in my new house for some for some indoor hitting um so, yeah, I'll report back. But, yeah, we, we got some we, – we can hit some stingers and some, some low shots. I love and it. Stuff. We, love we cannot it. hit a full swing even with uh, uh, my shortest clubs. So, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll let you know.
2: <laughs>
1: Benny, um, are you playing this weekend?
2: I think we're going to try to play Sunday, uh, weather permitting, and some other mm-hmm. events Saturday. So if we can get out for another early one uh, Sunday, that's a plan.
1: I like it. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to play Sunday with Vinny and I'm going to play Friday with, uh, a couple of buddies at uh, the cat as we get ready for the match play here in about four weeks, which I'm really excited. It's the first annual, uh, at wildcat. We've had a club championship every year, but we've never had a match play event. And, uh, I finally got it approved by, uh, by Papa, Papa Stevens. And, uh, it's going to be good. We're gonna have two flights. I think we're going to do uh, two 16 man brackets and, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of our friends playing. A lot of, a lot of the older members at the club are playing. Um, so I hope Vinny gets paired up with um, Barry, who is by far the worst and slowest member at Wildcat. No offense to him, <laughs> but um, it would be a great match because I think Vinny would get extremely frustrated, like Brooks playing with uh, J.B. Holmes, and it might be must see TV.
2: Um, I wonder what the handicaps re- re- for the flights are going to be.
1: I think it's probably going to be one to well, scratch to eight or nine, and then ten or above, ten and above would be my guess.
0: There you go.
1: Uh, I don't know. So you got a match play coming up soon too, don't you, Jake?
0: Yeah, I got. I, we're we're like very close to club championship week, so I'm trying to try to grind a little bit. I know that I'm not playing this weekend, but I'm I've played you know a couple holes here and there, some range stuff. I'm uh, trying to peak, but I just heard that one of the one of the juniors at my club is playing in the club championship this year he's not really a junior he's like 15 uh but he shot 65 the other day Holy um yeah so th- th- that might be a, a cat though uh i think he's scratch i think he's scratch because he does shoot over par sometimes but uh yeah, this kid is, is it, like a twig and he still hits it further than me it's ridiculous
1: is it is it a two-day event or what do you, is it friday Saturday, sunday how do you guys do it it's a
0: cut so um it's 27 holes on saturday and then depending on they don't know what the totals are the cutoff date is um friday to sign up so once the once they determine what the cutoff date is or uh, how many people are in they'll determine how many people will move on after the cut but it's uh, i think it goes to match play on on the sunday
1: do you know what the uh what the cut's been the last couple years
0: Um, well, there's not actually a lot of guys that usually play in the club championship at my club fun fact for all those, uh, listening out there in, uh, breakfast ball land, Medford lakes is full of guys that like their handicap to be as high as possible and only play in handicap, uh, tournaments so they can sandbag their balls off and try to take your money. Um, they're all freaking crooks uh so nobody plays in the non-handicapped events because nobody likes to show how good they are um which is a very very interesting and weird dynamic that i've never seen anywhere else but this year i looked at the list um and we have i think there's like 13 12 or 13 guys which is literally 10 more than two years ago um yes, dude. yeah so it should be should be good should be good Get, getting ready for that
1: That'll be fun. That'll be good. That'll be good. And and then uh, we're actually coming up on the big three zero, Vinny. You got a month away now, brother.
2: Whoa, month end and change.
1: Yeah, let, let me change. let me
2: live until then, please. Jeez. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, well, everybody, uh, enjoy their weekend. Hopefully, weather permitting, everybody gets to play. I appreciate you guys joining in for us for thirteen uh, weeks now. This is the end of the regular season for us playoffs will be starting and then uh then we'll be on to season two which is going to be exciting um shout out to surf and turf again for sending us some swag last week uh and follow us on instagram at the breakfast ball pod all one word benny close that bad boy down
2: absolutely ballers thanks for thanks for coming in today um let's add something let us know what your favorite moment of the pga year was uh on the bottom of the instagram post for this week's episode Um, And if you're playing this weekend, don't forget to hit your breakfast ball. Thanks again.